Hey fam, welcome to City Lift at Home. We're so excited you're here today. Joining us for today's message. Before we get started with today's message, we wanna share with you a few things that are happening this week. Starting with today, at 7 p.m., uh, Will's gonna lead us in a time of worship on Instagram Live. So, set up your alarm clocks, put it in your calendar, and join us later on today at 7 for a time of worship. Also, this is the week that's leading up to Easter. On Friday, we're going to celebrate Good Friday by sharing communion on Zoom. How crazy is that? We're doing communion like on the internet, right? And Sunday, we have our Easter service. So this is a great time, not only for you to join, but for you to invite friends, family, people who may just want to check out church during this special day. And we encourage you to do that. Share with friends and family, it's gonna be fun. Also, we still have our Zoom groups going on every day. So make sure you do check one out if you haven't yet. There are a lot of fun. And thank you for joining us today. And here's Pastor Matt with today's message. Hey, City Lift fam. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are church at home for Palm Sunday and probably the first time in history that the church is not meeting together for Palm Sunday or Easter, but we're all gonna be online and at home. And so, man, you guys are a part of making history right now. My grandkids are gonna read about this time and be like, what was it like living through COVID-19? And so what a wild time to be alive, but thank you for choosing to be courageous right now and joining us and being a part of what we're doing. And you know, I've been sharing with some people, we, we don't really decide when we go through a valley, we just decide if we go through it alone or not. And you guys are choosing not to go through this valley alone and we are here fighting with you, fighting for you. And so thanks for being a part of City Lift and, and our church family and, and church home. Uh, today, I wanna preach a special message. I, I know it's Palm Sunday. I, I kinda wanted to go that direction, but I reached out to a lot of people this week in our church, and we've had several people already lose their income. And, and I just got the sense that so many of us right now are fighting anxiety, we're fighting worry, we're resisting fear. And I thought, I wanna stop and preach a special message and, and I've, I've titled this message, How to Flatten the Curve of Fear. How to Flatten the Curve of Fear. And right now, fear is one of those things that it's, it's also spreading quickly as the disease is spreading. And, and there's so many unknowns, economy, loved ones, um, just there's a lot of things to be afraid about right now. But the Bible says, do not be afraid. And there's a reason God says that. And so how do we flatten the curve of fear. And that's where I wanna go this morning. I wanna spend the next 20 minutes talking about how, how do we do this? And I want you to know right up front here, listen, I have had to push anxiety off a few times myself in the last couple of weeks, which is normally not something that I struggle with. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's trying to get me as well. And so I want you to know this morning, I am not preaching above you. I'm not preaching to you. I am preaching with you this morning. We are all in this together. And COVID-19 is such a big giant. It, it, this is so much bigger than just one church or even all the churches. Every believer is needed right now. Every believer needs to be released for ministry right now, uh, for service right now, for intercession right now. We are all in this thing together, trusting Jesus to get us through this one. And we don't always decide when we go through a dark valley, 
but we do decide if we go through it alone or not. And so thank you for choosing not to go through this alone. You're joining this church family and we're gonna get through this together. But I want you to know that again, even me, it's been kind of a challenge for me, but we're gonna get through it together. I wanna remind us of a few things in God's word today. And that's what we're gonna do. How do we flatten the curve of fear? When I was five years old, I had uh, an experience, a terrible experience, okay? And uh, a family member wanted me to watch The Wizard of Oz. And I'm talking the old school one, the one that was made like a long, long time ago. And I remember watching it and I, I really didn't enjoy it that much. But then I remember when the Wicked Witch of the West came out, right? The poof of smoke, she comes out laughing and man, she's green and she's got a big nose and a crazy long chin and a creepy laugh. And she terrified me, like, like five-year-old Matt was terrified of, of this witch. And, and then she would come after Dorothy, right? And she came after her little clique and she had these flying monkeys. And these flying monkeys scared me to pieces. These things were terrifying for me, creepy. And, and so they had, you know, these little bellhop hats and they would fly and they made these noises. I was terrified. So for a whole week afterwards, I'm going to bed and my mom would put me to bed. She'd read to me, she'd uh, sing to me, and then the lights would go out and then she would leave. And I'm terrified, right? And this moment my mom leaves in my head, I'm like, yo, there is a monkey underneath my bed. Maybe he's in the closet. I don't know how he snuck in, but between the moment my mom turned the lights off and left, this monkey snuck under my bed. He's gonna get me at any moment. And I remember being so afraid. So for a whole week, I'm afraid this monkey is underneath my bed. I got my sheets covered up here and I'm trying to go to bed and I'm, I'm afraid. I'm trying to like, talk myself out of it as I close my eyes and I'm fighting fear for a whole week. Finally, after about a week of being afraid of these flying monkeys, I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get out of my bed and I'm gonna turn the light on and I'm gonna look underneath my bed to see if the flying monkey is really there. And so with all the bravery I could muster up as a five-year-old boy, I, I run out of the bed, run toward the wall, turn the light on, run underneath, and then I pull up the bed sheet to look underneath the bed. And what do I find? Man, just some rolled up blankets, you know, a couple plastic bins, but guess what? No monkey. That moment I decided to face my fear, my fear diminished. Here's what we're gonna to do today. We are gonna take some brave moves and we're gonna face some fears this morning. How do we flatten the curve of fear? Well, the first thing I do in my life is I imagine. I imagine the ways that God can come through for me. Fear for me is imagination simply hijacked. God gave us imagination. What a, what a great thought. God gave me imagination to dream of a better world that we could create, that we could be entrepreneurial, that, that we could begin to dream of things and create these things. And so imagination is, is from God. But sometimes our imagination gets hijacked and instead of thinking about the positive, our brain begins to imagine or run away with all of the worst case scenarios, all of the bad possibilities, all the ways that things could not work out. And, and here's what I wanna say this morning is let's not rent our minds out to fear right now. And that's a decision to make. Fear is a terrible tenant. It doesn't pay any rent. It wrecks the apartment. Fear smokes in the bathroom. 
It lets its pets poop in your garage. And when fear moves out, they don't even paint the walls. Fear is a terrible tenant. Fear and worry, it's like getting on a treadmill. It's exhausting, it's depleting, and in the end, you actually haven't gone anywhere. This is why you can go to bed, sleep eight hours, and wake up and still feel exhausted because your brain has been running around with worry and fear all day and all night long. It's exhausting. Think of your mind, guys, this morning like a garden. And and a garden is the sum of what you plant and what you pull. You know, you want to plant plants that actually bear fruit and are beneficial to you, and you want to watch over them and tend to them. And then you want to pull the weeds, things that are not beneficial to you at all. The thing about gardening is it it requires us to remain active. I can't be a passive gardener, otherwise the weeds will take over. Well, our minds require us to be active. I have to plant God's word in there, and I have to pull fear and worry and anxiety, and I have to pull the wrong thoughts. And if I don't, my mind is gonna get overran with worry and the weeds and the fear. But if I'm active, I can begin to pull those things out. It takes intentionality. We've gotta be intentional in the developing of our brain and and our thought life. Um, My thoughts, they don't impact your emotional world, but man, they can dominate my emotional world. Some of you guys, you're happy on the outside, but you're actually worried on the inside because your internal thoughts, your imagination, it's run away in the wrong direction. And that's, that's who I want to help this morning. Um, instead of letting fear run wild in our minds right now, what if I could get you to stop right now? And even today, like in the next hour, imagine, begin to think about all the ways that God could come through for you right now in this season. What would it look like if God answered your prayer? What would it look like if God showed up on the scene of your circumstance? What would it look like if God showed up, even though it doesn't look like it in the last minute of the last hour, if God came through for you? Let your mind this morning run away with imagination of all the ways that God could come through. The Bible, this book, is full of how God came through for people. What I know is that what God has done for others, the Bible says he's not a respecter of persons. What he's done for the people in the Bible, guess what? He can do for you. This book is full of ways that God has come through for people, and he's not gonna let you drown either. I believe that God can come through for you. Let your mind run free with imagination of how God can do it. Faith gives God the benefit of the doubt. Faith gives God the benefit of the doubt. Give God the space to work grace in your life. That's what faith does. It gives God space to move and intervene. Let's go ahead and let God run wild in our mind with ways that he could come through for us. Number two, the second thing that I've learned to do in my life is speak. I I, I wanna talk. I, I wanna say God's word. God created the universe with his word. He spoke it into existence. The earth is moving around the sun right now at 67,000 miles per hour. And this wild thing called gravity keeps me grounded so I don't spin off and, and float away. We are in the Milky Way galaxy. We're in a galaxy of billions of stars, okay? And get this, our galaxy is traveling through space right now at an astonishing 1.3 million miles per hour. 
And yet, somehow, we are still here. We haven't ran into another star. We haven't blown into another galaxy. We're still here. Our existence is wildly fragile, yet we're sustained by God's spoken word. And so if God could speak the universe into existence, wouldn't it make some sense that repeating God's word could flatten the curve of fear in my life? Psalms 43.5 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. What is the psalmist saying? He's talking to himself. He's encouraging himself. He's reminding himself out loud. He wants his ears to hear, hey, wait up, hold on. I will yet praise God. Put your hope in him. He's faithful. He can come through. Pick yourself up. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Um, words have an amazing ability to shift an atmosphere. They can change the climate of a home. A couple of weeks ago, you know, we were in the middle of a move when, when all of COVID-19 broke out and I've been working several hard days trying to move. And if you, if you know me at all, you know that moving is probably one of my least favorite things to do ever. I, after, after, I told Alyssa after this move, I am retired from moving. We are going to be here for 20 years. If I ever buy another place, it's going to be pre-furnished and everything that I own is going to die right here because I am not moving another piece of furniture. I'm exhausted. So I came home a couple of weeks ago a little frustrated you know, just I, I just wasn't feeling like me. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. You you know what that's like. So I come home. I'm full of anxiety. I'm frustrated, and and I I'm really just coming in with a bad attitude. Right? My kids were happy. They were watching TV and playing and being really cute. Alyssa was happy. She was in the kitchen like decorating and everything. Everybody was fine until I showed up on the scene. And with a matter of minutes, my words, man, I tanked my wife, I tanked my kids. I mean, I just kind of let everybody have it and I just had a bad attitude. And, and within minutes, the, the entire atmosphere of my new home changed. You know, I changed the entire climate with my, my bad attitude and my words. If, if negative words can change an atmosphere, doesn't it make sense that positive words can change an emotional atmosphere? You know, the Bible actually says that life and death, they're in the power of the tongue. And I don't know about you, but I want to speak life to the atmospheres that I go into. I want to move the climate towards faith with the words that I actually speak. And I want to impact people in a positive way emotionally with the words and the vibe that I bring. A few years ago, there was a shirt and it was like, good vibes only. And I just thought, what a great statement. As believers, we want good vibes only. We want to speak faith and life into the atmosphere. In Mark 11, Jesus says to talk to the mountain. And I think this is where a lot of people get tripped up. I think it's where a lot of believers get tripped up. They, they spend a lot of time talking about the mountain, but they don't talk to the mountain. You know, faith doesn't talk about the mountain. Faith confronts the mountain. What a lot of us do is we'll talk about that problem, we'll tweet about the problem, we'll complain about the problem, we'll let all of our friends know about the problem, but we don't spend any energy talking to the mountain. I want to encourage you this morning, talk to your fear in the name of Jesus. Release some faith and talk to the problem. Don't just talk about the problem. Um, I, I think fear is like a bully. 
And, and you're always gonna be on the run from it until you choose to stand up to it and address it. And often like a bully, it'll back down the moment you confront it. Almost like me as a little kid running under the bed and pulling up the sheets to see if there was a monkey underneath there. You just have to confront your fear. So stand up like a boss, talk like a boss today, and talk to that fear. Don't just talk about it, talk to it. I think you'll see that faith will actually increase in your heart. Number three, third thing I've learned to do in my life is worship. Sometimes when fear really gets the best of me, I take a step back and I worship. You're never gonna miss God when you choose to worship. When you worship, you're doing the very thing that God created you to do. Listen, it takes humility to worship. It takes faith to worship. My worship tells God, God, whether this fear gets me or not, I'm gonna worship you and I'm gonna praise you. I love what Habakkuk says in chapter three. This really expresses, I think, this point really well. In verse 17, it says, though the fig tree does not bud and no fruit is on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though the sheep are cut off from the fold and no cattle are in the stalls, yet I will exalt in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. Our hope is not in external things. Our hope is in an eternal God. Let that sink in for a moment. I am not moved by circumstances. We're moved by Jesus. COVID-19 has interrupted my life, but Jesus owns my life. And in you, as you and I make a decision to worship, we're saying, yes, God, we're going through this dark valley. We are facing this problem. It is a fearful thing. But I recognize before COVID-19 can ever touch me or my finances or my family, it first has to go through the sovereignty of God. And I trust you and I will worship you and I will press into you. And I'm gonna tell you that you are still the Lord of my life, whether my situation looks good or looks bad. You are God, you're on a throne, you're unmoved. And I'm gonna hide my life behind you and worship. I get incredible strength knowing that as I worship, the hand of God comes on my life. Jesus is greater than anything that you and I will ever go through. Jesus is bigger than anyone that will ever come against you. Jesus is stronger than any negative situation that you've ever lived through in your life. Here's the thing, the Bible says that every name will bow before the name of Jesus, right? And, and, and I know it's talking about people, but listen, COVID-19 is a name. Cancer is a name, unemployment is a name, and every name has to bow to the name of Jesus. And as I submit myself to God and worship, man, I, I enlarge Jesus in my heart, right? I make him big in my heart through worship. Jesus does not get any bigger when I worship, but he gets bigger to me. A few years ago, we were all cooking Thanksgiving dinner in our smaller kitchen. And, and there was about four or five of us in the kitchen trying to cook and we were running into each other. And it quickly, we realized there's too many chefs in this kitchen right now. And we're really kind of frustrating each other. And we realized somebody's gotta go. We gotta kick a couple people out of the kitchen. Here's the thing, when I worship God, my faith begins to swell in my heart as Jesus gets larger in my heart through worship. And it begins to push the fear out because faith is moving in. And the fear can't stay because it's getting too crowded with faith. 
That's what we wanna do. We wanna worship, we want Jesus to be big in our heart and we wanna crowd the, the fear and push it out of the kitchen so that faith, faith can remain. So let's worship God, let's, let's push the fear out of our kitchen this morning. Last thing this morning, number four, remember, right? I wanna remember, Psalm 77, 11, 12, I will remember the works of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will reflect on all you have done and ponder your mighty deeds. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm gonna remind myself of all the things God has already done. All the times that God's already brought me through a hard time, the times that God saved me, that he's rescued me, that he's healed me, that he's made me whole. I'm reminding myself of all of the challenges I've already come through. God has a good track record. I have been serving Jesus for 20 years now, which is crazy. I can't even believe it's been that long. Guess what? God has been faithful. He's brought me through all the challenges that I've faced before, and he's gonna bring us through all these challenges that are yet to come. COVID-19 has an end date. We're going to get through it. Our Jesus is eternal. We're going to make it. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster. We're gonna get through it. As we go through this thing, let's remind ourselves of all the times Jesus has already showed up and it builds faith in our heart for the future. So imagine, speak, worship, and remember, let's curve some fear this week. Listen, we are here to help you. I don't want anyone to have to go through this alone, okay? As I wind down a few things that I'd like to share from my heart. Many of you are doing great. You've got your jobs, uh, things are going right along as normal. Some of you are busier now than ever before. Some of your businesses are doing better now than ever before. If, if you have means today, I wanna encourage you, be faithful in your tithing and your offering, and you're gonna empower the church. You're gonna empower us to help people. Also this morning, if you have need, let us know. Let us know, we wanna send you a gift card for food, we wanna help you out, we wanna do what we can as a church to get you through this time because we don't want anyone to go through this hard time alone, we're a, we're a family. So if you have means today, help the church succeed and you're gonna cover the portion that the people where you can. If you have need today, let us know, and we're gonna be there and help meet your need and get you through this, this hard time. And so we're all in this together. I think now is the time for churches, communities, families, let's help each other get through this so we can all win together. And those who have will help those who, who don't have and those who don't have, man, let us know and we'll, we'll get you through this, right? And this is what the Bible and this is what the church has done for thousands of years and man, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep doing it. Before I close today, I wanna let you know if, if you're here watching me and you don't have a relationship with Jesus or maybe you, you've checked us out online and you're not quite sure what this whole thing is about, well, we'd love to hear from you. You can DM us on Instagram. You can go to our website and fill out a connect card. Um, or also, if you're like, hey, I needed this. I feel something. I'm full of fear, but I wanna make things right with God. I wanna be in a relationship with God. You know, the Bible is very clear that if we put our faith in Jesus, and we turn from our sins and just acknowledge, hey, we have sinned, we've made mistakes, and we receive Jesus, that God is faithful to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all that stuff and to rescue us. This morning, God is not mad at you. He is madly in love with you. And this morning, you can know God in a loving and life-giving relationship. God can go from God to Father. You can actually be in a relationship with this God and know Him. He loves you. And so how we do that is we receive Jesus into our heart. We ask Him to forgive us of our sins. We ask Him to cleanse us. And then we ask for His power, His grace, 
to help us follow God. And so if that's you this morning, just pray this simple prayer with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. God, I thank you for cleansing me right now. I receive Jesus in my heart. Help me to live for you. In your amazing name we pray, amen, amen. Listen, a prayer doesn't save you, a person does. His name is Jesus, but that prayer begins your relationship with God. Fill out that connect card, see us online. Let us know that you prayed that prayer. We've got some resources for you. We wanna help you start your walk with God. Church, these are challenging times, but these are exciting times. What an amazing time for us to be the church, to minister to somebody, to be generous with somebody, to encourage somebody. All believers are released for ministry right now. You do not have to ask for my permission. Let's go be the church. Let's go minister to people. Again, before I close, I wanna remind you tonight, 7 p.m., Will is gonna be up and lead us in worship and IG Live. We have our Zoom groups all week long. Go check us out, citylift.church, to check out a Zoom group. Good Friday service, 9 p.m. We're gonna take communion together. Go ahead and get some elements, some bread and wine or grape juice, whatever you'd like to use. We're gonna take communion together over Zoom. And then next Sunday is Easter, okay? So get your family dressed in your best and let's turn up at home together, okay, as we celebrate Jesus. Because even though we're going through this challenge, Jesus still rose from the dead. He's still greater. He's still above all. This hasn't moved him. Plenty of reason to still celebrate Jesus. Guys, love you. Have an amazing week. If you need anything, reach out to us. Let us know. Thank you again.